Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome back to Realist Podcast in the Dunya. Three Muslims. I know, bro. Can you hear me well? Yes, sir. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam, bro. Look at the noor on your face, mashallah. Guys, I regret to unfor- uh, unfortunately inform you this is clickbait. You know, Ali, the- no, I'm just playing, bro. <laughs> Ali, you there, bro? Yes, I'm here, but I don't know. What does that say? It says imaging edge webcam. What what on earth, what does that mean? Because I'm not really I, sure, bro. Because I usually go on through here. I don't usually have problems, but I don't know why so, it's saying that. Do you have do you have a, a tech support guy? No, no, no. So this is very <laughs> I can I can I can join it on my phone if I'm not okay. mistaken. But the thing, yeah, let me let me try again. Give me guys, give me just one minute. Yeah, no worries, bro. I've joined before live. Take your time, inshallah. Okay, give me one second. Let me try it again. I don't know why it's doing that. Sure, for sure, bro. But anyways, aside from that, guys, how's everything going for you on on a Tuesday? Hope everything is well. Anho, bro. How you doing? Alhamdulillah, bro. How about you? Alhamdulillah, bro. Doing well, doing well. Alhamdulillah. Uh, Alhamdulillah. Bit, uh, what does that say? Buzzy Bud? Is this live dog? No, nah, dog, no. this is a pre-recorded. It's a pre-recorded flex. We're just going back in time and addressing you. Oh, there you go. Mashallah. Oh, sorry. You know what it was? It was, um, I think we used our cameras before uh, for a live appeal. And I think it was a setting. Alhamdulillah. I didn't need a tech guy. I just... Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, yeah. bro. How you doing, bro? I like the new setup. Yeah, it is. I, I had to wait for these... Neon lights, the, the bitter truth. Uh, let me let me let me change the view like this, bro, so everyone can see those lights. Mashallah. Oh, that's fair, mashallah. Yeah, you see. I like that. You, got, you need some fire in your life, you know what I'm saying? I there like we that. go. There we go. Mashallah. Yeah. All right, guys. So with that being said, we uh we wanted to start, you know, 12 p.m. standard time, 5 p.m. standard time for the UK. That's 12:45 p.m. Ali Dawa standard time, but it's all good. We still made it. Oh, which lighting looks better? Yeah, this one see. or. This one. So this one, or oh, turn it off. This one. This one, isn't it? One right there, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I like this one. This one. Mm. My, my, yeah. wi- my, wife, my wife is the sound, lighting, and uh, no joking. <laughs> hey, hey my love bless her. My love bless her, bro. Yeah. I mean, okay. I mean. All right, bro, listen, before we go right into it, man, what's going on with the marriage documentary, man? Been a year since we last spoke. Oh, you get to like that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know... Um, to be honest, it's it's it's. I realize it's it's, oh, it's such a massive production, bro. We're we're doing with we're working with, because we turned it into a docu drama. So what that means is um, the things that I went through in my life, etc. Sometimes you know when you watch a documentary, like you know in a plane crash, and they're like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, this is what happened, and then they have the reenactment scene of what happened. Mm. So we've turned it into a docu drama. So there's real life footage, and then there's um, reenactment scenes. So because of that, obviously it's it's very hard with this kind of stuff, bro. I mean, on this on this level, this is like very very minimal level, yeah. You are looking from anywhere from thirty to sixty thousand pounds to be spent on it. So obviously, I'm using my own money, but I'm also trying to find sponsors because at the end of the day, it requires a lot. And there's we've turned it into seasons and episodes because it's so big. It can't be like oh, because there's so many lessons to be learned. So because of that, we've done um, part one, two, three, and four will be done in a couple of months, inshallah. But the reason we're doing that is because so once we release it. There's not much delay for the part two and three to four to come out. But we're recording in 4K because that's what the production team say, said. What that means is when you um, record a discussion. So let's say I had a discussion for like 45 minutes with someone. Usually that's about what, three, three and a half, four gigabytes, maybe. It depends on what you're, if you're recording 1080. So because we're recording 4K raw, hmm. a 45-minute discussion is nearly one terabyte, meaning that's nearly 1,000 gigabytes. So just imagine <laughs> the... Um, I had to buy extra space like um, Google Drive, 10 terabyte. Yeah. Uh, I've got three, eight terabyte drives. And we've got two teams which have some of the footage and we have to have a backup footage. So if that gets lost, we have it. So it's massive production. So the thing is, it is coming out because I've, I've seen it with my own eyes. I'm like, wow, that's a documentary. So I've seen it. It's there. Uh, but inshallah soon. Um, I, I'm not going to give it time because every time I give it time, something comes up. But inshallah, we're, seeing, it's, we're working on it. But inshallah... It is an episode, so it'll be episode one, and then two, and then three, and then four. That'll be season one. Then from there, we'll move on to a different chapter of my life. But yeah, inshallah, it's looking good. It's looking interesting. It's looking different, and it 
Because the Muslim scene, when it comes to marriage, like, there's a whole documentary dedicated to it. And talking mm. about my personal life stories, etc. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. And I think a lot of lessons will be learned. A lot of lessons. I, I learned myself. I, I genuinely believe that Allah put me through all of that pain and suffering, good and mm. bad times. But there was a happy ending. Yani, there was a little happily ever akhirah. There was there. So it was very interesting where Allah nurtured me and it putting me through this and that and making me learn some really important life lessons, which I really want to share with people. Otherwise, I'll be honest with you, bro. It took so long. I was thinking of canceling it. I actually thought mm -hmm. maybe Allah doesn't want it to come out. And I said, oh, Allah, if you don't want it to come out, I'll cancel it. I, I, to me, I don't care what people think. I'm not, I'm not doing it for the people. I don't care. Oh, you made this way. It's not coming out. It's not coming out. I'm so sorry. I, mean, I tried. But every time I was like, you know what? I don't think Allah wants this to come out. Every time someone would come, like if I'm, let's say, for example, I don't have a camera guy, argument, say something mm. happened. Somebody will come out of nowhere. I'll be like, oh, I'll, I'll sort that out for you. And then we'll do it. And then things will flop. And then I'll be like, nah, nah, nah. I don't think Allah wants it to come out. And then I'll do istikhara again. And then from nowhere, bro, boom. And we had the same issue. I found a camera guy. We found everything's on track here. And brother Jabi, may Allah bless him, if he's watching this, <coughs> played an important role. And then we had editing issues because you can be camera, like you, can, you can be someone who films. But editing not, might not be your area. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Which mm. it can be. So then I was stuck again because we had the footage, everything done. We've done our, we done our first episode of the acting scene uh, where we've got some characters. You'll find out, inshallah. And then once we've done that, then I got stuck with the um, editor. And then I was in, again like, what's going on? So then I was like, oh Allah, give me a sign. And bro, my cameraman, he lives in Peckham. Yeah? So I would have to try four... 45 minutes to 50 minutes because I have to sit there while they're editing. I have to be like, okay, yeah, that yeah. take that. So that was long. It was also he had other things to do. So I made a dua and a brother who approached me four years ago, he was just saying, you know, if you need filming, etc. He comes randomly, comes back into my life via something else. And the guy lives 10 minutes away from my house. And he is an amazing editor as well as my brother Javi as well. But the guy is brilliant at editing. So when that happened, I was like, like is, is this what Allah is saying? Look, I want it to come out, but just wait. So me, I know, it's mm. like when it was seeking marriage, I don't know if your brothers are married. Are you guys married? Yeah. You're married? Alhamdulillah. You married, yeah? Alhamdulillah. I was going to say, Masha, you have to be married. You both are handsome brothers. How could you not be married? So um, anyway, what was I saying? I even forgot what I was saying. So the point is that, uh, subhanAllah, oh yeah, that was saying, when I was getting to know the marriage-seeking process, it was very similar to the marriage documentary coming out. You might find it funny, yeah? You have these ups and downs, and you're like, oh, it's not going to work out. And then things change, and you lose hope. And then Allah always sends, like, something and keeps you going. He always says something to keep you going. So in a nutshell, to answer your question, which I turned into a, uh, a uh, big thing, but it's basically, alhamdulillah, I can see that Allah has, Allah wants it to come out, inshallah. Mm. And we're in track. So I go sit with him every Thursday and Friday, and we just bang it out. So just go sit down, bang my man. What have you done? So it's it's going good, alhamdulillah. So inshallah, inshallah soon. Um, once we've got all the episodes one, two, three, four ready, then we'll release one, mm -hmm. uh, and then we have a little surprise for episode two. Um, and then from there onwards, inshallah, it, it will be. And there's a theme for every episode. Every episode teaches a lesson. This is what I learned from this mistake that I did. This is what I learned from here. This is what you should do. Red uh, red flags. Yeah, and mm. it's it's. I think it will genuinely help people into the marriage seeking process. And even if you are married, there's gems there, inshallah, that you can learn. That will, inshallah, help you. And maybe, um, yeah, I, I think, yeah, inshallah, let's see. Alhamdulillah. So, bro, barakallah yeah. for that very succinct answer. I did want to um, address what this comment said. Mashallah, didn't know both the brothers are married. Not only are we both married, Rami's married too. And for all the people wondering where Rami is, even Ali Dawa, bro, if you're wondering where Rami is, he uh, had something come up. And unfortunately, he couldn't be on the stream. Inshallah, he's going to be on the next one. Um, no to all the people wondering if this is live yes this is currently live this is not pre-recorded um so what we're gonna do is we're gonna spend about just because we're a little bit pressed on time about 30-ish minutes kind of skim over some of the topics um get brother ali's take on in his approach in his documentary how he's going to tackle these topics um and then if we are going to be making more episodes we can go a little bit more deeper into these topics and in the end maybe we can do like a quick q a for like 10-15 minutes inshallah. So, so how long will the whole thing be uh, we're trying to cut it off by let's say 535, 540 UK time. Sorry, no, 6.40 UK time. I'm going to say the show's already finished then. The show's <laughs> already UK finished, time. bro. We're going back <laughs> in time. <laughs> okay, so um, our time, what time? UK time? Should be So it should be another 40 minutes. 40 to 45 minutes. That's it. 
Okay, all right. Let's see. Yeah, inshallah. Right. If, we, if we go, if we go over that, is it possible or we want? I'm not saying it might or not. If saying. we go over that, unfortunately, it's not because I got meetings and on house to okay. in France too, so it's a little bit late. Right. Um, right. but right. let's let's plan another time and then we can definitely continue it. No, no okay, problem. Bismillah. So the first thing I would ask you is, you know, throughout our life, we we have different perceptions on different things as we grow older, as we mature, we change our views on a lot of things. So the way it stands right now with your current understanding of your Islamic paradigm, and just in the real-world application of dealing with men today, what would your definition be of masculinity? Okay, I think, subhanAllah, if we look at what the current trend is, it really, um, it, it contradicts the sunnah, I believe. Certain aspects, not all of it. Um, and I think what it is, is that we've got this perception of... Um, and I think it, it, it actually correlates with actually the first episode of the marriage documentary. Because in the first episode of the marriage documentary, I go to my past. And not only just my past, I go to when I was very, very young, uh, being a young man at school. And um, they're, they're being cool kids, etc. And all the girls are interested in them. And even though I used to, my best friend was one of the public kids, etc. Um, that plays a massive role in a man's thinking process, how he thinks. From a very young age, that's why we... Traumas, certain traumas that we have, you look back and it goes back, it traces back to something somewhere when you was young and it doesn't leave you. It actually doesn't leave you. I realized this when I was, I, I was, I just was exploring the, um, I was being, sitting with a psychologist and obviously psychologists usually they let you speak. Him letting me speak, it made me realize certain things that I have traumas that to this day affect my decision-making processes. So when we look at that at a young age, there's certain things that impact men. So mm. for example, being rejected by the opposite gender. Like, I'm talking about haram relationships. Yeah? I'm talking about before I came to Islam. So these things have an impact on the way the man thinks. And then what happens is sometimes men become bitter. How? And this is the, one of the problems that we're having. is because they try to be the good guys. So they say good guys end up finishing lost. Yeah? So the point here is those things have a trauma on the way men perceive women. So when they look at a guy and he's masculine physically, he's strong, he's, I don't know, six foot something, and there's certain characteristics he has that, that, that the opposite, uh, his friend has, or the, this guy has that he hasn't, he doesn't have. Then what happens is he's like, okay, those are the things that I need. So he starts to think masculinity is that because that's what women are attracted to. If women are attracted to that, I want to be like that. So now they look at those traits. It can be physical traits, which is okay, strong, whatever it may be, etc. But then there are toxic elements to that, which is, for example, this guy might beat his girlfriend up, slap her. He might slap her. And he might be thinking, okay, that's, maybe, maybe that's what girls like. So do you see mm. how it starts to oppose the sunnah? And now what do men think? They think, okay, I need to move and behave in that manner and become like that because it looks like that's what girls like. And then they start following, pursuing this idea of being rude to girls or being a certain way. I mean, look, there is the, what is it? Jordan Peterson calls it the free dark uh, traits um, uh, that women are usually attracted to. You know, and that's why they usually say, for example, women are women tend to um, uh, be more prone to fall for the Stockholm syndrome, which is that you fall in love with your kidnapper. Men, you don't find that in men; you find that in women. So there's some conflation that happens when they look at this and thinking, "Oh, I need to be in this way or, or in that manner, and I have to be uh, rough around the edges." And and I'm like, mm, not really. I don't think so. You know, being like, for example, I work. There's certain principles that are in my house. Yeah. Okay. And there's certain things that I look for in my wife before I married her. I have to pay for the rent. I have to pay for the shopping. Actually, we just came back from shopping. That's why I'm late. You know, because at the end of the day, that's the right of my wife. I have to do shopping. I told you guys I'm going to be late half an hour. Maybe that was, I had a little nap. It went a bit overboard. Maybe that's my fault. I should have planned. It's not your guys' fault. But the thing is, the shopping had to be done. There has to be food on the table. That's my responsibility, bro. I can't tell my wife, oh, no, 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 no. That's my job. I had to go and do the shopping. Um, so I did the shopping. There's certain things I have to do. Electric, gas, bill. These are my responsibilities. I would say that is a part of my masculinity. I don't think that relationships would work. And this is how we talk about gender roles. If my wife was the pr provider, it wouldn't work. Now, what do I mean by it wouldn't work? It's, and people use this phrase, oh, are you insecure? You know, what, what's wrong with your wife working and providing? My wife can work if she wants to. A part-time job, something for her own. She, For example, I can give her an allowance, which I have. If she says, you know what, I need a bit more and I want a part-time job. Okay, that's fine. You can do that. That's that's your money. The, the mahir that you have, etc. that's your money. You can do that. But in a relationship, bro, sometimes with our partners, you know, 
men are physically stronger. Women are mentally stronger. Yeah, okay. And women can sometimes slice you up with their words. Yeah, she'll say something and you're like, man, if someone punched me in the face, it wouldn't hurt that much. But the point is, sometimes these things happen. So an argument and a woman coming to her husband and saying, you know what, I pay for the bills. That is a blow to a man that no man would ever want. Coming home and you know that you don't work and your wife is the provider and then she comes and tells you, you know what, who pays for the rent? Okay, so the thing is, to a man, that really, really hurts him. Because number one, he might be in a situation, if he's lazy, he's to blame. He deserves that. He deserves that. I'll tell him he deserves that straight, right? Yeah. However, if he can't find a job on top of that, it is a painful thing for a man. He wants to be the protector. Like Allah says in the Quran, in Surah Nisa, verse 34, men are the maintainers and protectors. That's our duty. We love doing that. If I'm on a road and some guy's trying to get rude to my wife, I'm not going to know, hey, darling, go sort it out and let me know when you're done. I will do that and I want to do it. Do you get what I'm trying to say? And a woman feels what with her nature? She wants to be protected. She wants to be loved. She wants to be provided for. Do you get what I'm trying to say? I understand the dynamics have changed a bit. Sisters might say, well, that's not, I understand. But I'm saying generally, being masculine doesn't mean that. And just to touch up on this, if, for example, I come home and I'm tired, yes? Obviously, Alhamdulillah, bless my wife. She does the best food. And I'm not just saying this. I mean, lasagna, cakes, mashallah, she goes in. Yeah, so I'm, Alhamdulillah, I'm very, very happy. I come home just looking forward to her food, Alhamdulillah. So sometimes, you know what? I might say, you know what? She's, she's working out. She's looking after the kids, etc. You know what? I'll hoover the house. No problem. But obviously, it's at my discretion. If I'm really tired and I come back from work, you know, my wife is understanding. But does that mean now I'm emasculated if I come and I do the hoover, for example, let's say argument's sake, and argument's sake, hijab, Muhammad hijab sees me in the window and he goes, Ali Dawa doing the hoovering? No, because even hijab himself, we can help our wives. But the perception that we have today is as if the masculine man comes home and knocks the door, bang, bang, bang. Where's my food? Bro, get out of here, man. This is not the attitude. This is not from the sunnah. And we know the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, he helped. He was a man involved in his house, bro. He would do certain things. So are we going to judge masculinity via the sunnah? Are we going to judge masculinity via Andrew Tate? Because if we're going to do that, we're going to look at Abdullah bin Masood, who was climbing a tree. And his legs were yeah, his legs were seen. And some of the companions laughed. He said, look, look how skinny his legs are. What did the Prophet say? He said... If you knew in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, his legs weigh more than Mount Uhud or as much as Mount Uhud. So now for a person who follows Andrew T, when he looks at Abdullah bin Masood, he's going to say, Billah, this man is not a real man. That's what they'll say. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So where do we measure it from? And I believe the sunnah is the perfect combination of what a real, how a real man should be and what real masculinity is about. In a nutshell. Hmm. You know what that reminds me of? It reminds me of the thing where when the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu um, he would ask, I think he had asked his uh, wife Aisha, is it, is it radiallahu anha, right? Or radiallahu anhu? Uh -huh. Which one is it that you uh -huh. say for women? Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Okay, jazakallah, bro. Oh, yeah. So he, he, asked, he asked Aisha radiallahu anha and he asked like for food and she's like, no, there's no food. So instead of getting upset, he would actually fast. Like, okay, no problem. Like, here, you know, it's like you don't see that today. You don't see that today. People, you have the brothers out here getting upset, and then, um, outside of Islam, too, you have men who just expect their women to just be doing this, this, and this. When it's like, look, I get it, there should be certain things that uh, you guys should talk about, and then there should be like, okay, well, here, let's let's make it this way. But to fully expect this 100% of the time from the woman, like, bro, the woman's a human, too. True, Aki. May Allah bless you. But, by the way, Aki, um, can I just re get last time with it, your names? I, I got some names. Your name is Aki, sorry. Angel. But just call me Aki, bro. It doesn't matter. Aki. Okay. Aki. Nah, come on. Angel. Angel, yeah? Is that correct? Yeah. By the way, my, my real name is Erdi. Erdi. Erdi, yeah. Erdi. Erdi. I'll call me Ali. <laughs> oh, okay, bro. That's my real name. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the point that you mentioned is very interesting, very true. However, bro, I think we need to, when we look at the dynamics between the Prophet and his wives, what kind of a man was he and what kind of a woman was the Prophet's wives? Very important. Now, if I come home and my wife says there's no food, I'm not going to be like, what? Do you get what I'm trying to say? We need to look at the dynamics of it firstly. Because now, if I'm coming home to a rebellious woman, 
and a woman who's rebellious and I'm coming home and she doesn't care that I, I like about me being fed. She does not care. I'm going out to provide and work. The least I will expect is that some kind of food is there. Now, when the Prophet comes back and Aisha says that, she knows who Aisha is. She knows his wife. She knows that when she says there's no food, it's not of maliciousness. It's not because of something else. It's because you, when you know Akilo, we are friends and we are partners. When our partner comes, like if I come home and my wife says there's no food, I know my wife. I know, may Allah bless her, what kind of an amazing woman she is to me. I know she's not saying no food for you. She's basically saying, and if she says there is no food, what would I assume? I know my wife. You know what? Must be a tiring day. Number two, maybe she forgot. Number three, maybe she overslept. I give those good assumptions. Why? Because of who she is. Now, if you are married to somebody and you know what kind of a person she is, and she's a kind of rebellious, toxic person, let's say, argument's sake, yeah? When she says no food, you know what that means. And you know your response is not going to be that, okay, no problem. So I think when you mention that, it's very important and key. The relationship dynamics are very important because the prophet knows how Aisha is. So that's why mm -hmm. the response is like that. Do you get what I'm trying to say? The mm -hmm. same example when the, the prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he's eating food with his companions and he brings the food from his other wife's house. And Aisha, the anha, sees the food and she gets jealous. She smashes the plate, bro. Imagine you're chilling with your boys and your wife smashes the plate. Yeah? Are you mad? Yeah, you're going, what? Are you like, she's finished. And literally, like a job said, you're finished. Yeah, literally, you're finished. But did the Prophet shout, swear, hit her? All the Prophet said is, companions to his companions, your mother's upset. That's it. Because you know that at that moment, it was jealousy. Because you know it's not from a malicious place. Do you get what I'm trying to say? You know your wife. And if you know your husband, when they say no, you're like, okay, hmm. There's trust. You know how we have tawakkul in Allah? There's certain things that happen in my life where I'm like, I mean, why would Allah do that to me? Like, Richard, mm -hmm. I'm like, why would Allah do that? that that's, that's so painful and so hurtful. But you know when you have tawakkul, you're like, you know what? I'm going to find out one day why he did that. And that day did come. Like in my marriage documentary. And I was like, you know what? Oh, Allah. Wallahi, I'm getting goosebumps when I say this. Wallahi, oksum billah, I'm getting goosebumps. I said, oh, Allah, thank you for doing that. You saved me the, from the biggest disaster. It's literally me jumping in the fire and you took me out. And I didn't see it. And I said, oh Allah, thank you so much for doing that. I hated every second of it. I even became a little rebellious. Forgive me and wallahi, this is why it's so important tawakkul. Having trust with your Lord, but also having trust with your friends. If your friend in a fight comes and does something berserk, like I don't know, grabs you and takes you. And if you think, what are you doing, bro? Like, and, you're, and then you're like, bro, you know that guy had a knife? And you're like, okay. But if you know your friend, you'll be like, you know what? There's, there's a reason he's doing this. So I think the dynamics are very important between relationships. Mm. Understand, okay, why is she saying that? So I think just to add up, I don't know. Sorry to go on a bit. Sorry. No, no, you're good, bro. So with that being said, I have a question. I have yes. a question. Like, is, is the dynamic? <laughs> what happened, bro? I said, are you, you, you going to ask me when the marriage documentary is coming out again? <laughs> no, no, you already answered that, bro. You already answered that. Alhamdulillah. But I'm saying, if, if we're talking about the dynamics, the, the dynamics are so important, then why is it that there are so many brothers out here getting the dynamics so twisted and they're so deluded? They're, they're not really here. They're not basing, like, everything in the perception, everything in reality. They, they have this, like... This almost this like la la land, like they, they have this like thing in their head. It's like, no, this is what it's supposed to be, and what they're experiencing is it, it might be completely out of tune with what they're thinking in their head, but it's like, no, no, it has to be this way. So, what, what do you think, in your opinion, why there's so many brothers that do think this way that aren't actually in reality? They just they're kind of delusional, for lack of better words. So, can you give me something specific? Like, when you mean that, when you say and when you say specifically brothers, um, what, what do you mean by that? So okay, you said you said the dynamic, and you gave the example of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu and the Aisha, his wife, really yeah. love yeah. Now, you said how what kind of a man he was and what kind of a woman she was. Yeah. yeah? So now yeah. we're talking about relationships, and in today's day and age, you have let's say a brother and a sister they get together, 
Um, obviously, you know, the brother is not going to be anywhere near what the Prophet Muhammad was. Yeah. Nor is the sister going to be like Aisha. But we yeah. can strive to be this. We can strive to be our best. Yeah. Now, with that being said, men, you know, brothers, unfortunately, they'll get into a marriage and they will expect certain things, but they won't fully understand the woman. Nor will the dynamic be fully there. You know, maybe they might provide. Maybe they might do all these things. But then when it comes to them being with their wives, they're not fully present with their wives. They don't, they, they're not fulfilling all of the rights of the wife, if you get what I'm saying here. Okay, from what I understand, um, I think this is a phenomenon that is happening. And I'm not going to deny it, that it does happen from the brother's side. But I think we also need to be fair here. Also, a lot of sisters are in this, this la-la land as well, I'll say. Um, and, and, and we're seeing this increasingly... Uh, from the sister's side as well, and I'm not trying to shift it. Like we know certain things, you know, men do, etc. And they are main, main, main culprits in certain stuff men do. But the thing is, I think it can be a uh, lack of experience because at the end of the day, people that you talk to is very important, and that's why a lot of the times we have false perceptions when it comes to marriage. And a lot of the times, for example, men have that as well when it comes to, for example, oh, these are my rights. These, this, this is my right. This is my right, etc. The the point that comes back to is this, yeah, is that Men, well, men want traditional women, yeah? Um, but the thing is, for example, it is hard to find that. So what's happening is there's a great conflict happening between that because they want a traditional woman who'll be a mother, who'll be a carer, who'll be a wife, a companion that they can come home to. I'm thinking these expectations they have, maybe it's simple. Like if, if, if a man says, you know what, I'm the provider, I would be happy if I come home to a hot meal. I mean... Like, if you think about it, is he asking for something great? Let's think about it. To have a hot meal. Like, for example, if a man is out there being the protector, yes, and the maintainer, okay? I feel sometimes that sisters, they don't truly acknowledge that. They feel like, okay, you know, you have to do that. Okay, that's fine. A man accepts that responsibility and says, you know what? I have to do that. And it's not easy. And I do do that. But when they come home, for a man, it's like, you know, the way we are, we like to be appreciated it's not necessarily by words. Women, they like to be heard. Like, you know, you're beautiful. You know, you're amazing. Okay. Like, like these kind of things. You get what I'm trying to say? They love it. Like, sometimes I look at my wife. She's, you know, she, she, sometimes she drives the car. When I'm doing some editing, I ensure that she, she drives the car. And I just look at her and sometimes and I go, you know what? You know, you're so beautiful. And then I can see from, well, like, her whole demeanor, her face, and just whole car lights, lights up, yeah? But for a man, we don't work like that. We like to be given that... Um, way of saying thank you or nice words via action. So when I when, when a man comes home and he's like, you know what? My wife cooked. She loves me. She must like she cares about me. So instead of coming and saying, I love you, I care about you, men like to be more to, to see it in different ways. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. when Let a man me... comes yeah no no go on. I was just gonna say bro it reminds me of this I was talking with my wife the other day and we were just talking about you know relationship dynamics and, and masculinity and femininity and she said something very profound. She's like a lot of the women that she talks to nowadays, she, she explains to them that, you know, you're talking to your man in a way that you shouldn't be. And men like okay. to feel like a man. And it ties yes. into what you were saying that it's not just oh, what yeah. you say to a man, but it's how you say it and, and how it makes them feel, you know? Exactly. This is very important, bro. And today what we're seeing, bro, like it's, again, like I'm, I'm, I want people to really understand this. I don't mean it in a, in a way. I'm just trying to find the balance. I am speaking to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at a lot of studies, etc. A lot of men are being oppressed. A lot of men are being oppressed greatly, greatly, bro. Now, this doesn't mean that because men are being oppressed, women are not being oppressed. I'm not saying that. We know that, you know, when it comes to, you know, domestic abuse, you know, statistics show that mm. both are as violent as each other, by the way. Mm. Men and women are as violent as them. It's just men have more lethal force. That's why when you look at certain stats, women tend to attempt suicide. Men tend uh, um, kind of use um end up dying in the pursuit like someone can commit suicide and not die but men use more lethal fo lethal force that's why they end up being one of those you know they, they, they take their life so the thing is we need to understand for a man even if a man is wrong and it depends what wrong is yeah when i say wrong i'm not talking about something extreme like oh he came and punched her in the face i'm not talking about that please yeah if even if a man is wrong so a man does something wrong to his wife arguments it upsets her something she gets upset now if a woman acts in a way where she starts going she moves like a man like, what? How you do that to me? Start throwing grass. Start going. Oh, hold on a second, man. Well, hold on a second. Mm -hmm. To me, I'll be honest with you. 
if my wife, if I was say something up to my wife, yeah, and there's been times where I've said something off her, I didn't mean to, but her reaction, like Aki, her femininity, with the way she deals with it, makes me laugh her more. I'm like, hold on a second, actually, I was wrong here. I would come and buy her flowers and I'd say, you know what? Forgive me, yeah? And then the fact that her attitude when I was wrong and I may have said something that upset her, the fact that she dealt with it in a feminine way made me more attracted to her. And I looked at, and I thought of the comparison and I thought, what if she'd lashed out and said, get the hell out of the house? Or she grabbed a bottle and threw it at me and I dodged it. And she was trying to come at me physically. Bro, I'll be like, well, this is like, this is, I, want, I want to marry a man. I mean, a, a woman. Uh, uh, this, this is this movie like a man. So the thing is, I'll be like, I didn't sign up for this. So from my point of view, I'm like, that little argument, number one, it's, it was, okay, should not be done. But the way you moved about it, put a mm. big question mark on, on your head. So I think it's very important the way we communicate. And yeah. we need to understand this vice versa works with women. The way, and this is why it's so important when we talk about gender roles. We are different beings. We cannot treat, the, the greatest injustice is to treat unequal things equally. Oh no, the, no, the greatest inequality is to treat unequal things equally. And that's what we're doing, bro. And this is where we're trying to fit it in. Like, no, we're the same. We are not the same. We are not the same as a reality. I, I think a lot of these modern women's movements too, um, yes. the things that they propagate too, even, even if you look at our pill for, for men, the, these yeah. movements are very selfish towards the gender that they are prioritizing to be their niche. You know what I mean? And, and, and what I see in a lot of these women's movements today too is they have this false notion that men and women are the same. And because of that, women are literally conditioned to, to behave in a way that they think, oh, a man should think the way we think. Why, why does he not see things the way I see it? Why is he not this way? When in reality, we're not the same, bro. Just like you said, Allah has created us very unequally. You know, we're still bro, in the eyes of Allah in terms of, you know, value. But it's not the same, bro. We're not the same. We are not the same, bro. It's, it's a big fat lie. And this is the issue. And this has been bought, like, even Muslim women have fell for this trap, you know. And that's mm -hmm. the reason why when I released, inshallah, my marriage documentary, bro, I'm taking a step away from dawah a bit. Meaning, my, what I produce now is like 80 to 90% dawah material. I mean... 80% we have current affairs, etc. I'm trying to reduce that because Alhamdulillah, there's a lot of great brothers in the Dawah, Alhamdulillah. Not that I'm going to leave it, Alhamdulillah, it's, it's a part of me. Uh, but I'm concentrating heavily on the family unit, marriage. And because you know why, bro? There's an outright attack on the family unit. If the households are under attack, bro, we need the defense mechanism. And that's why, Alhamdulillah, there's a lot of brothers out there, brother Gabriel Romani, etc. These are, and, and, uh, and Sister Naima Robertson and many other individuals who are there because we need to preserve the family unit, bro. It's a full out under attack. And if that's under attack, bro, Things are going to crumble. Like one scholar said, women give women are they make up half the population of earth and they give birth to the other half. Bro, <clears throat> they are the backbone of this ummah. We need them. We need our sisters. We need our sisters to be on point. Also, our brothers as well. But sisters play, they're the ones who nurture the next generation, bro. So we need to dedicate our time. And I'm personally, bro, I'm taking that time to pursue to the whatever I've got my life is left to pursue to do that, bro, because I know how important it is to have a good partner. And in the documentary, I mentioned that, bro, marrying the wrong person can kill you. It, let me tell you it can kill you slowly. Not instantly. Instantly is at least, you know, okay, it happened. It will kill you slowly. Trust me. So the thing is here, it's very important for us to understand that. And that's the reason why when it comes to, let's just touch upon an issue when it comes to the issue of polygamy, is that, and we, me and Mohammed have done a video, <coughs> The reason why women, for example, when it comes to this very hurtful thing, it's, it's, it's very hurtful, obviously, for your husband to go get married again, etc. But the point is this. Women look at it from this point of view. They say the following, because we know women are monogamous by nature. They want one king, one man. Simple as that. That's in their blood. Yeah, obviously, there's exceptions to the rule, but exceptions don't make the rule. So now the thing is, um, they, 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 they are monogamous by nature, and that's what they are looking for. So when they love a, a man, they're thinking in their head, I love him. And if I ever was to fall out of love with him, I would end the relationship and move on with someone else. Correct? Okay. Now, what they're doing is then, this is the difference between men and women. They look at you when their husband gets a second wife, what's going through their head? If I was to do that, I would only do it once I've fallen out of love with my husband. Correct. Oh, therefore, he doesn't love me anymore. Ah, oh, that's the reason why he wants a second wife. And we're like, 
uh, uh, not really. That's not the case at all. Because if that's the case, most of the times men who have multiple wives, and by the way, this phenomena is not a Muslim issue. Non-Muslim practice this. Islam has just set protocols to protect the other co-wives. So you don't, and men don't abuse and, uh, use and abuse them. So when a man does that, most of the times when he gets married, the man, if things go pear-shaped, he usually returns back to the first wife. But if he didn't have the first wife, why is he returning back to the first wife? So mm -hmm. the dynamics in our head, we, a man, if you go to a man, he would, he would never say to you, I got a second wife because I fell out, fell, out, fell out of love with my wife. Mm -mm. I have no problem with my wife. I mm. love her to bits. She is the most amazing woman. It has nothing to do with that. But do you see how a woman looks at it? She's looking from her point of view. That is just one aspect of how we are different. Mm. Bro, I've had so many discussions with men too. It's it's the way a lot of sisters move is they project how they their worldview and, and their frame of, of perspective into how a man thinks. And they mm. think that the neo, the intention is, is, is why they would have done it. And there's so many things I can talk about too. But my next question to you is, what do you say to these types of women that are kind of like, okay, you know what? If you're saying that if you're going to provide, you're going to protect, then I'm going to, you know, you want me to make food and all this type of stuff. You want me to cook, you want me to clean, whatever. But what about the women that say, okay, you know what? I would rather want you to do some of the household stuff and 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 I'm going to work too. You know, like like we'll go 50-50 on everything. I'm going to I'm going to okay. die on that hill. What do you say to those types of women? Okay, no problem. Uh, this is this is once again, uh, I think it would come from a place of being maybe disingenuous. Because let's be honest, there was a study done. I actually got the book here. Yeah. Uh, I won't show the cover because it's it's schoolgirls. Uh, yeah, but it's, it's still it's James Tooley. Yeah. Okay. It's called The Miseducation of Women. Yeah. So there you go. Read, read this book. Very interesting. I was reading it today as well. Yeah. There was a study done over 30 years from the 1970s, I think to 19, um, 2000, something along those lines. They, 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 they asked questions in America and uh, UK to 100,000 participants. They found out that people are less happier, specifically women. And when you read it, bro, you know what it says? Women, a lot of women do not want to, bro, they do not want to work. They don't want to work. They want to be, they, they say, we would prefer to be at home. So for somebody to say that, it's, I would say it stems from a little argument that happened with a husband, and I'm trying to prove a point, yeah? I'll go work. And you, okay, no problem, you go work. But the thing is, what's going to happen is there's going to be a couple of issues. Because at the end of the day, in a man's nature, he wants to be the protector and provider. When he comes and says to you, he, he, he would like, he would appreciate. And I think it's important for us brothers to deliver our message in a good way. One thing, Andrew, Andrew Tate speaks a lot of facts. There's a lot of things I disagree with him. He speaks on facts. But I believe him and his delivery is terrible. Shaq Albani said, the truth is hard for people. Don't make it harder with your bad manners. It's already hard. Don't make it hard with your bad manners, bro. So mm. the thing is, Andrew Tate, his delivery was rubbish. The way he would refer to women, etc. Even, I'll be honest, if I was a woman and he was speaking facts, I'll tell him, I'm not taking anything you say. Everything you say, I'll throw in the wall. Well, come on, what kind of delivery is that, bro? He's referring to me as a H-O-E. And I'll get the hell out of you. I'm not going to take nothing you say. So his delivery is rubbish. So as men, we need to, uh, our speech delivery has to be very, very important because women are emotional beings. Okay, I don't care if there's any feminist getting here. No, we're not. Yes, you are. There's studies that show it. You know, so the thing is here, if a husband says to his wife, I prefer just a cook meal. If I can come home from work, I a long out meal. I would like some respect. Like, and also the man is the head of the house. This is, this is mentioned in the Bible. And we know in the Quran and the Sunnah, yes, the man is, there has to be one leader in the house. Simple as that. Now, me being a leader in my house doesn't undermine nothing. You know, actually, my wife someone sometimes says to me, I like the fact that you say, you know what, today we're going to go and do this, 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 plan the whole day. Now, if my wife comes and says, Ali, Instead of going here, should we go here? I'll go, actually, no, yeah, let's go there. I'm not going to go, oh, shut up. How dare you say that? I'm the leader. How dare you? Let me, let, me, let, me, uh, let me get my stick and beat you. It's nonsense, bro. Come on. If a man conveys what he wants, some basic standard things, for you to then turn around and say, oh, if you expect that, then I'm going to go work, this is kind of rebellion. Because what did he ask you? If he asked you in a polite manner, simple things that he likes, and now you're like, well, if that's the case, I'm going to work. Why do you need to mention that? Because he has no problem working, okay? When a man comes and mm. says, you know what? I've worked long hours and, you know, I've come home. There's no, like, there's no food. You know, I would have appreciated. If the woman then starts saying, oh, this, that, 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 that. oh, let me go and work. She's, it's, I think what she's trying to say is the following. Are you telling me, maybe it's the delivery of the brother, man, maybe it's the husband. Are you, it's, it's maybe to her, it comes as if he's complaining about working. So she's saying, well, if that's the case, then, 
our work. It might be that. Let's be, let's be understandable here, yeah? If it's that, then just communicate better and say, no, look, I have no problem working. I'm not complaining about working. It's hard, but it's a part of my duty. I love doing it. It's just I appreciate, you know, because it's hard. I came from work and I just mm -hmm. want a hot meal. You know, I think communication is very important. So if we look between the, you know, the, the, the lines, I think it's important. But if a woman insists off that, it's not going to work. Mm -hmm. I was watching, I came across a YouTube um, recommendation. I just, uh, um, some sister, hijabi sister, and I don't want to mention and make it specific. And they would, there was a vlog of her and her husband and they were getting, a, um, I don't want to get into specifics because people go, oh, you're talking about them. So they went to get something, uh, some kind of cosmetic done. Yeah. From what I gathered from the videos, because I watch this stuff just to understand the dynamics. Yeah. It's as if she is the breadwinner. She had her own office with her name in the back. Yeah. It's as if she is the breadwinner. And I thought to myself, Oof, may Allah, firstly, I said, mashallah, like to her marriage. Yeah. Not the dynamics that's going on. And may Allah preserve. And I say this, may Allah preserve their marriage. Wallahi, I don't want anyone to go through divorce. But I mm. was like, if that is the case, I do not know how much longer his husband would be living like that, bro. If your wife is paying for the tickets and the bill and the petrol and the rent and... Mm, I don't know, bro. I, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. It's going to explode somewhere because a mere argument just would trigger and she'd be like, you know what? Who paid for that holiday we went last week? Who paid for da-da-da-da-da? Who paid for this? Bro, that's going to destroy him, man. It's like you punching him in the face. Bang, 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 mm. bang. Right hook, uppercut, a headbutt, yeah? And what do you think is going to... He's going to be messed up. He's going to be like, you know what? Forget this. He will mm -hmm. say, forget this. And this is the issue we are facing. Gender roles. Again, I could be married to a... Let's see if my woman, my wife was a multi-millionaire. It's, it's very hard. You need to be very careful because those kind of women, I'll be honest, they tend to date across and up. Women, they, that's how they date, yeah? They would want someone on that caliber. Do you get what I'm trying to say? But even if I was, I'll tell her, your money, that's yours. Do what you like with it. Yeah, if... It's, I'm not going to touch it. That's your money But I pay for the rent in this house I pay for the shopping in this house I pay for da, 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 da. I am going to That's my I want to do that You're rich from a wealthy family That's well and good If you decide and say You know what Ali I want to treat us Okay No problem It's alright You want to treat us Okay that's fine But To a certain level Why? We need to understand the dynamics As a man I don't want to be feel Felt As if I'm a no one Do you get what I'm trying to say? Men want to feel they are the protectors and maintainers. So we need to understand that in men. If we don't, you're going to have clashes. You're going to mm. clash. Just as the way I need to acknowledge. If I go to my wife and be like, I've decided to not work anymore. You're going to work and provide. I'm going to stay at home. To her, she might be like, mm, okay, yeah, I don't mind doing that. But deep down, bro, she's going to be like, what kind of a guy is this? Bro? Look at him uh, sitting at home doing nothing. I'll be honest, bro. You can be even opener to fitna. She might see a guy and think, oh, look at this guy. Look how he's working and providing Bro, women are wired in a certain way. They will start to disrespect you and think, look at this guy sitting at home, looking after the kids. Bro, these things. And I mentioned this, I'll be honest, bro. I, I hear stories. These things even lead to disloyalty, bro. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I blame the men. And I ask my brother, okay, what, what went wrong? This is what happened. Oh, oh yeah. I don't want to get into specifics. I don't want anyone. Like, what I'm saying is, though, that when I look at these things, bro, sometimes I blame a man. I go, bro, you know, it's your fault. The way you've been moving and acting, that's the reason she went and maybe did that. And I'm not trying to say, because I know sometimes females don't like accountability and blame it, but sometimes it's a man's fault. Bro, there's certain boundaries, there's certain things you need to make clear. If you don't make that, things will turn a bit pear shape. Mm. This, see, this, 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 is bring, this brings me to uh, one of the comments that I wanted to put up here. Sister Khadija wrote, my dad has three wives. He lives in Somalia. He's poor. I don't know how he did it, but that's the case. He's a good husband to my mom. That's all that matters um, Well, others too. Now, I wanted to touch on this too because Alhamdulillah, it seems like she has it, she has it good. She has it the way it should. But Netflix, yeah. the media, they always hyperimpose these rare anomalies where it's like a man is not just. And then it's like the girl's like, oh, this is how my dad was. He never gave me time. He never gave, he gave the other co-wife more time. And then they like really blow that out of proportion like Netflix and the media to make it look like Polly doesn't work. When in reality, the way Allah has ordained it to work, if we really try to stick to the sunnah and to the deen, then it's, it's phenomenal, bro. Again, like, you know, that, that sister mentioned something about, you know, his, her dad's got three wives, etc. Mm -hmm. um, three wives, etc. Look, at the end of the day, look, yeah. If a sister came to me, and I said this a lot, yeah. 
if a sister came to me and said, my husband got a second wife and I'm thinking of divorcing him, yeah? I'll ask some very basic questions. I'll say, look, sister, firstly, marital issues, I wouldn't advise anyone to get involved. It's very messy. But if she's saying getting a divorce, you know what I'll say to her? I'll say, sister, simple questions. Does he pray? Okay. Is he God-fearing? Okay. Is he good to you, holistically? Good. Provides, protects, kind, loving. Okay, good, good, good. Okay. All right, he's good. Holistically, he's a good guy? Okay. Mm. Is he someone that hits you, etc.? No. Okay, good. Verbal abuse? Like, no. Okay. You've got kids? Okay. I'll tell her, sister, do not divorce this man. Do not divorce this man. Forget your friends. And most of the times, bro, it's peer pressure. When they go to their friends, oh my gosh, did he really do that to you? And this is the same friend speaking as if her man is not polygamous by nature and maybe doing it in different ways, yeah? And what happens is, bro, society makes it worse, okay? And believe me, bro, I, look, these discussions I have with my wife, okay? I ask my, I say to my wife, I go, imagine I went and got married again. Let's have a hypothetical scenario. Okay, I went and got married again, okay. I come and tell you, I tell you straight up. You obviously have a moment of you being, you're upset. You go to your family or your friends and your friends say the following or your mom and dad says the following. You know what? Ali, in totality, is he good to you? Yes, he is. You love him? Yes. You love each other? Good. He prays? Good. God-fearing? Good. Okay. Inshallah, I am. Yeah. And all these factors. Okay. Um, you know what? Be patient. He's a good guy. I asked her specifically. I said, how would that help your decision-making process? She said, well, I will go to my family and friends with a burden on my shoulder, mm. but that would make me feel a bit better. I would feel a bit better. I said, now let's reverse it. Let's suppose you go to your family and your friends and they were like, what? How dare he does that? Are you going to talk? What? How would you? She goes, they would have added to my burden. And I was like, that's very interesting. You know, Aki, our social surroundings and people around us have a massive impact on us. Mm. A massive impact, bro. If you have bad in-laws, yeah? Bro, they can destroy your marriage. Mm -hmm. They can destroy your marriage, bro. Simple words of advice can finish your marriage off. So what I'm saying is the following, bro, <coughs> that these factors play a role. So if he is good to his wife and he does that, yes, I understand. It's painful. It's hurtful. But he doesn't do it. No man wakes up and says, I'm going to make my life, wife's life hell. I'm going to be malicious. And no man does that. So mm. what I'm saying is, sisters, don't end your marriage. And like the Somali sister was saying, over this. You know why? Because, look, the issue of polygamy is not going to leave you. You know, like the second law of thermodynamics. Yeah, you're thinking, what is that? What are you talking about, Brother Ali? You guys got to some uh, thermodynamics. The second law of thermodynamics is that energy cannot be created or destroyed. So, you know, when I have a piece of paper and I burn it, it doesn't disappear. The energy forms into something else, right? Right? <laughs> okay, just see if you guys acknowledge it. So, it's, it's energy, it's just changing to a different form. Okay. So, what I'm trying to say is for a man, yeah, and I ask you this as well, yeah, brothers, would you say you guys are polygamous by nature? I know your wife's going to be watching this, but, you know, would you say you are? <laughs> I, I mean, I think, I think, honestly, I think it's just hardwired into men. Yeah, it's literally, it's, it's an We can choose, we could, yeah, we could choose not to be, but it's hardwired yeah. into it. We could choose not to be, but it's, it's, it's an innate proclivity and it's, it's our nature, bro. What do you mean by you can choose not to be? What do you mean by that? You can make the decision to stay monogamous. It's a decision. No, no, no. But is it a decision you would like or not like? Uh, that's that's dependent. That's dependent. Yeah, that's dependent. Uh, bro, we are polygamous by nature. We are polygamous by nature, bro. If we had the option, if I ask you a question, you don't need to answer. Uh, if I ask you a question that if your wives were totally okay, bro, zero consequences, zero minus minus ten, yeah, nothing. You guys will go get second wives all day, every day. And I can see this brother with the hat. Like, oh, hold on, hold on. Let me just yeah, say bro. one thing. Let bro, me say don't bring me, don't rope me into this. Oh, <laughs> listen, listen, bro, bro. I think this oh, is, that this is right legit. Up. This is legit, though. I, I think it's legit because if you put the scenario, now you got to, like, ask the question, okay, are you good financially? Um, yeah, can bro. you handle it mentally? Because, bro, like, you, you know how much a woman takes up. Oh bro, I was God. literally I mental space. I was literally, listen, I, I literally, I literally told my wife this yesterday, and I was, it was, it was a joke, right? But it still holds true. That, you know, like lately, I've been working like about eight to ten hours, bro, staying in the office. Yeah. When, I, when I finally see her, it's like early, and then I also have like other things to do in that mm -hmm. time. I'm just personally not managing my time the way I should be. And then okay. I was telling her, I was like, bro, this is me with like one wife. 
Yeah. Imagine the people that are four wise. Imagine the time management, the amount of like discipline that they need to like be equal and try to be their best. Like it, it's nuts, bro. No, it, it is. But what I'm saying is this, yeah. At the end of the day, there are certain factors that you, if you have in place, it makes certain matters easier. Okay. Um, but what I'm saying is that we can all accept that if certain conditions are in place, that we are polygamists by nature and we would explore those chances. We would. It changes from men to men from different age group, of course, you know. But that's a different story. But what I'm saying is, this is how we are programmed. So the reason why I would tell that sister not to get a divorce is because you're not running away from the problem. Every man, if you're going to marry a man, unless the sister says, you know, I'm moving a bit a different way and I'm going to marry a woman, I would be loved. Um, but if you're going to marry a man, the problem is still there. It's going to come in a different form. It's, it's either he's going to do it in a hidden way, etc. So what I'm saying is to the sister, I would say, don't divorce him. Stay with him. He's a good man in totality. And be patient with it. Now, Islam is giving you. We're not. We don't. We're not Jews. Judaism. In Judaism, you you can't get it. It's called a get. If you don't, if your husband doesn't give it, you are not getting divorced. You're married him forever. In Islam, alhamdulillah, you have a right to divorce. Hola. So you have those rights. But what I would say is, you're better off. And even statistically showing, in a children that are raised in a single household by single mothers, bro, the statistics are mad, very very mad. And we're not blaming the mothers. We're just saying, obviously, mothers are the carers. That's what the statistics show that. So. It's just another topic, but what I'm just saying, in a nutshell, we need to understand the gender roles. Once we figure out that these, for example, men are like this. Why do you feel I talk about it so much these days? Because I'm trying to make sisters understand this is not coming from a malicious place. No man wakes up and says, I want to hurt my wife. When women clock the gender, the, the, how we are programmed and how we work, things will be much, much, much more better, bro. Once we understand our sisters, it's the same goes with us. Once we understand how they operate, how they work, that's why some brothers, they give talak, talak, talak. Brother, she didn't mean it, bro. If a woman comes and says, I want divorce, I want divorce. Brother, relax, man. She's a mother. And give her time, give her some space. She's going to come and tell you, look, I, like, I didn't mean it. But brothers, what they do, they get angry. Bro, the word talak, very, very careful, bro. Talak is my right, yeah? If I had to argue with my wife and she said to me, I want to get divorced, I said, you know what? I'm happy with you. I don't want to divorce you. If you're not happy with me, you can get caught you want to do it? Oh, you don't want it? Okay, that's fine. I don't want, I don't want to divorce you. So it's, we need to be very clever and understand genders. We need to understand the females as well. We have this, the biggest problem we're having as well. We are not understanding them and they are not understanding us. And that's the reason why that's clash, clash, clash. And that's one of the reasons, inshallah, the future projects I'm working on will, inshallah, aim, inshallah, to make individuals, well, genders to understand each other, bro. I think if we understand each other, then we'll be like, okay. You know, it's like it's like an Islamophobe looking at Muslims. These terrorists. But the moment they understand, like, oh my gosh, I didn't know about that. It's the same with us. We're like, oh my gosh, like to your wife, I, I didn't know you thought like that. She went, oh, mm. I didn't. You see, once it sinks in, you're like, okay, it's not that deep. Yeah, I get that, bro. Sense, bro. I get that. Um, man, it's it sucks that the time is up, bro. Because I'd I'd love to continue this. We got two questions though that I want you to answer real quick. Um, but inshallah, even in the next few weeks, bro, in October we can we can hit another stream. Inshallah, um, continue this. Um, so I want to know your thoughts on this. So, comment says, can Ali explain why RP is kofor or haram according to him? I don't know if you've ever mentioned that. What red pill? That it's that it's kofor or haram. Can Ali explain why red pill? Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, uh, do you say RP? Is it like a... yeah, yeah, I mean, it's all good. Right? <laughs> RP is kufr or haram. I've never said that. Um, uh, I, I, haven't... <coughs> I don't even remember saying it's haram or something like that. I don't remember that. All I know is that it's against the sunnah. It's as simple as that. <laughs> Feminism, RP, whatever you want to call it, whatever it may be, it's, look, that's not our worldview. And this is the issue that we are facing. We are taking our aql over the naql. Aql, our logic... When I say logic, obviously we need our logic. But what I'm saying is we are taking our thought process and what we think to be logical based on our uh, moral compasses that are changing every two seconds. This is what Iblis fell into. If you understand how Iblis fell into, the story of Adam and Iblis is your key to success. Iblis mm. said, Adam, I am better than him. Can you imagine? His Lord is, in, his Lord is there and he is saying, I am better than him. And Allah, because you misguided me, can you imagine he's saying to Allah and you are wrong? You're telling me to do something like logically, I'm made out of fire, he's made out of clay. I'm better than him. So you now look at the the, 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 the crazy, well, how stupid you have to be, bro. Allah tells you to do something, but logically you're like, hmm, that doesn't go with my logic. Hmm, you're telling me to bow down to something, hmm, I'm better than him. That's 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 your mistake. He is ascribing a mistake to Allah. 
this is the issue that we have today. We think we know. I know this. That makes sense. Feminism, uh, RP, this, that. No. Anytime you try to follow your man-made, woman-made laws, you are going to suffer. That's mm -hmm. the reason why we have sisters, a pandemic of sisters and brothers are traveling abroad to get married. Yeah? There's no traditional woman left there saying, and same with our system. I see it. Sisters who are reaching their 30s, career women, career ladies, yeah? Regretful. Mm -hmm regretful, less chances of having a child, less chance of finding somebody. Their standards are dropping. And what was it? Career. A man doesn't care about a career. If my wife, well, like if my wife was a <coughs> dustbin collector, and if I saw her, well, like, I'll have no problem marrying her. I have no problem. I don't care career, bro. I don't care what she does. For a woman, and it goes back to what? They look at us, how how they perceive us, they think we perceive them. They mm. think, oh, they want a career. And this stuff. I don't care about your career. Actually, your career might jeopardize. There were studies that show a woman who has a career job, etc., high career job, tends to end relationships, like something along those lines, yeah? We don't care about your career. We don't care how much you earn. It means nothing to us. And you know what? If you do, it's going to actually jeopardize our marriage. Mm -hmm. So what does it go back to? What Allah told us. If we obey by that, we will be happy. If you don't and look for alternatives in feminism and RP, you are going to suffer. You're going to mm -hmm. hit the wall. And when you hit that wall, just realize that Allah and his messenger, what they said was true. Boom. You heard it here first. I mean, last question from Miracle, right? What if the wife fears that she'll be undutiful in marriage due to the man having another wife out of envy and jealousy and doesn't want to disobey Allah? To be honest, look, at the end of the day, look, like I said, Islam has given a right to divorce. If a woman feels that she's going to be... And look, at the end of the day, look, there was... Muhammad Jab was telling me this. I don't know who, I don't think it was even Hajar Asqalani. I can't remember. He said one of the um, scholars, when the, you know, when the Prophet's wives got angry and upset with him, yeah? Some of the scholars said that this is not even cast as a sin on their behalf because of just, I can't, I'm trying to reiterate, but I'm trying to uh, remember. But basically, in a nutshell, is it disobedience in the sense where they got upset and angry when the Prophet's wife smashed the plate? Was that a sin? Was that, what was that? So some scholars have a discussion on this. So we cannot say per se, if, 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 if a man has a second wife, he comes home, his wife hasn't cooked, etc. There's certain things that he's going to have to put up with. If he's going to done that, there's certain things, bro. It doesn't work like that. If you, if you are not ready to deal with what's going to come after, don't get involved. Simple as that. But this doesn't mean a wife now goes on purpose and causes a dhulm and takes the kids away. No, 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 no. That's a whole different oppression to taking the kids away and threatening and this, that, etc. You are an, you are oppressing and you, it's in the sight of Allah, you're in trouble. However, if you have moments where you're angry, upset, crying, shouting, etc., a man has to put up with it. He has to put up with it. He, he, he needs to understand her emotions. He needs to put up with it. If he can't, don't get involved in it. But sisters doesn't mean that you cross the boundaries and you start doing some real mad stuff, you know. Um, uh, yeah, uh, that's, that's, that's what I would say personally. SubhanAllah. Solid, man. I know, bro. You got anything else to say before we wrap this up? Man, there's a question I want to ask, but I'm going to leave it for the next one, man, because it's not the same. You know what? Why don't you ask me? We answer on the next one. Okay, Bismillah. Okay, okay, Bismillah. So, you know how we were talking about all this stuff and you were mentioning polygamy and, and how it's men's nature and all this. I heard this, uh, at this counter-argument by many, many sisters and, and also many brothers as well. And I've thought about it myself. I just, I like to reflect on these things and just kind of like, uh, just ponder, see like what comes up and ask. But you have the example of the Prophet Muhammad, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Before he was polygamous, he was monogamous. And he had Khadija, radiallahu anha. Yeah. And the argument that's being made many times is like, oh, well, um, if you have, like, a woman like Khadija, anha, then uh, there's no need. So it's like, in your in your uh, research, because I'm sure you've looked into it as well, and, like, you probably talked about it, like, what, what has come up for this? Because I'm sure many, many people out there are interested in that. But, again, we can leave this for the next one. No, I we got to leave it, bro. Like... Assuming it's the next show, I'll be answering it. Yeah, inshallah. Yeah, bro, Ali, yeah. Ali, when are you free next? You free next week? Um, yeah, I should be. I should be. We could do, um, we could do if you're free, same time, same place, same link, yeah, inshallah, yeah. guys. 
Um, Let me confirm. I should be though. I should be. Yeah, and let us let us know what you guys think in the, in the description um, or in the comments. You know, let us know what you guys thought about the stream. If you want, you know, any anything else specifically answered or not. Maybe next time we'll we'll plan it in a way where I I'll leave like an hour extra after the end time, just so you know, anything happens, we can we can go a little bit over time, inshallah. And Rami can be there too. Um, and brother Ali, it was it was a pleasure having you. May Allah bless you for your work and your time, and put barak on your work. And when the marriage documentary comes through, give us like a pre-screening. All right, we'll give you our thoughts, inshallah. <laughs> I'll send okay. you the trailer. <laughs> yeah, sounds good though. All right. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum.